Hey guys, what's up? Here's this week's episode of Flick City. Actually, this Flick City will be sort of in haste because I'm going to do this episode right now. It is with Gangs of London filmmaker Xavier Jens. He directed, by the way, Gangs of London is a pretty awesome British TV series that I believe you can get on, you can see, you can actually watch the first episode on Amazon Prime Video, but the reason why I was able to actually talk to Xavier Jens, he, by the way, he directed episodes 6, 7, and 8 of the series is because Gangs of London, the first season, just came out about a week, week and a half ago on Blu-ray. And so, yeah, really, really enjoyed it. I actually spent an entire day binging all nine episodes of Gangs of London. And I, I really just enjoyed it. It reminded me a little bit of Infernal Affairs, which is also which was remade years later into the Martin Scorsese film The Departed. And it's produced and directed. Some of the episodes are directed by Gareth Evans. You might know Gareth Evans from The Raid and also the underrated Netflix film, in my opinion, Apostle. So if you know any stuff about The Raid, Raid 2, you're going to know that there's a lot of action in Gangs of London. Okay, And Gangs of London essentially centers on the death of a crime boss in London. And what happens is his son has to take over pretty much the entire business and he wants to know who in the heck killed his father. The problem is there are a ton of gangs in London and they, they have dealt with their with his father over the years. So the the son is played by Joe Cole and Joe Cole is, if you know, he's a very good actor. You might have seen him previously before in Peaky Blinders and I really love Joe Cole and I'm looking up the, the name of the movie right now. But it's a movie that me and Anderson loved several years ago. We, I think it was that year it was one of my favorite films of the year. And I think this is a movie that if you actually dig it up, it's a total gem of a film. And I don't think a lot of people have seen this movie. It was an A24 release, if I believe. Yeah, it's a, the 2017 film, A Prayer Before Dawn, where he plays a guy who's, I believe, he's uh, in, a, in a Thai prison and it's based on a true story. It's an amazing movie that I really have to actually rewatch again. But anyway, Joe Cole is one of the... The leads in Gangs of London, and it has a little bit of a uh, feeling of The Departed. Don't want to really spoil the why it has that feeling for me, but there's just a lot of really good actors in here. Also, with Joe Cole, there is another actor that I believe is going to be a breakout star. His, his name is Chope Derisu. Chope Derisu is, he was seen earlier, I believe, this year in the movie called His House, and I think that's available on Shudder. So, yeah, just some really good performances in Gangs of London. If you love that kinetic, wall-to-wall action that Gareth Evans brings, that kind of aesthetic is also available in Gangs of London. And also there's a little bit of a Shakespearean kind of tinge to this movie. Michelle Fairley, you might know her from her work from Game of Thrones. She plays the matriarch of the family, and she's very good in this movie as well. In Not movie, in this series as well. Now, this is cinematics. We talk about cinema and movies Gangs of London, even though it is a television series and I don't watch too much TV, unless it's something stupid like Big Brother, I don't watch as much, I don't binge watch TV shows as much. But the reason why this, I believe, works under that umbrella of the cinematics umbrella is this TV TV series is totally cinematic with the Gareth Evans being a part of it and now Xavier Jens and Corn Hardy. Xavier Jens... You might know him as the director of the Timothy Oliphant movie Hitman, Hitman based on the video game from 2007. During the interview, I asked Jens about his career 
if let's say one were to really enjoy Gangs of London, where, sh- where would he or she, where should he or she go and check out some more of his work? And he talks about his earlier, his debut film, Frontiers. Okay, Frontiers. And then he goes on to mention, I believe, a movie called The Divide. And then he also talks about, finally, Cold Skin. He's been at, in the game for a while, for a couple of decades. And at, at his heart, he's a total genre filmmaker. So he mentioned filmmakers like Paul Verhoeven and John Carpenter and Toby Hooper and movies like The Texas Chain Massacre, The Thing, all these really genre film films that shaped him, American films that shaped him as a French cinephile growing up. So what's interesting is you can see some of that, those influences in Gangs of London. And I would definitely want to, I haven't seen any of his movies. So after watching his work in Gangs of London and actually interviewing him, I'm going to go backwards and see some of his movies as well. If you have seen Cold Skin or The Divide, or I believe, let me make sure it's The Divide. That's the one that he's talking about. But yeah, The Divide and also Frontiers or Hitman. If you've seen any of these movies, tell me. We'd love to hear what you think of the work of Xavier Jens. Okay, so this guy, this this movie, this movie, this interview was about 17, 18 minutes. So we get into some really good stuff. Gangs of London and working with Jopi Juisu and just the whole overall aesthetic of Gangs of London. And especially, we dive into his lifelong love of genre filmmaking. And let me see, Xavier Jens, born in 1975. His movies are, yes, I was not wrong. Movies include, starting in 2007, he was in front, he released Frontiers that same year. He released Hitman. There's an, another the movie, the, the Divide, is 2011. He did a, a segment from the 2012 Anthology, The ABCs of Death, The Crucifixion in 2017, Cold Cold Skin in 2017, and his last film was the 2018 release, Budapest. Again, yes, Gangs of London is a TV series, but it has cinema all over it. Hopefully, you guys really enjoy Gangs of London. Check it out on Blu-ray. It's out now, and here is my interview with Xavier Jens. Take care, guys, and thanks for supporting me and Anderson on this here Cinematics. First off, I really love Gangs of Gangs of London, and I I think one of the great things about it is the fact that there each of the characters are really fully developed. Was that one of the reasons why you wanted to take part of the project? That it's it just it doesn't center on one or two people, where you even get from the soldier to the person on the higher up or to the to different factions. You really get to see a lot of the a lot of these characterizations fully play out. First of all, when um, when I get involved with Gang of London, it was really because of Gareth Evans. He asked me to come on board, and Gareth could call me in the middle of a jungle. I will jump from an helicopter to go to, to be with him, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's the first thing. And uh, then, of course, when I received the script, uh, I had the chance to work with a, a fantastic screenwriter called Lauren Sequeira. And um, she was amazing on episode six. And uh, if you want the character, uh, the character I had to develop was um, Marianne Wallace, Sean Wallace, and the confrontation between the, the Wallace and the Dumani. And what's going to result from that confrontation in, uh, in episode eight at the end when they are exploding the building. So um, for me, it was important to be able to understand the process of these actors and also that uh, strong drama uh, you learn from uh, from uh, UK uh, UK culture. They are very influenced by Shakespeare. Yeah, and uh, 
basically on episode six, the main influence was um, Lady Macbeth. So Marianne Wallace, I had to treat her as a kind of Lady Macbeth where you have to figure out what, where is the emphasis on her. And I think the show is super smart to show you different uh, side of the character through the show. You can see one uh, face and another face uh, two episodes later, which I really love. You, you never know who is going to be behaving in a way or not. And I think uh, the working with Michelle Fairley on that show was fantastic for that because suddenly you discover she can be a Lady Macbeth uh, in episode six and she's, she's able to go super far, even far, uh, even more far as we can't expect. And uh, all that torture scene are the result of discussion we had with Michelle about her character. So that was a, a really great moment. And even with Narges Rashidi, you know, she's doing Lale in the show. Yeah. And she's such a brilliant and uh, uh, intelligent actress. She's amazing. She has such a charisma and uh, she's super, super smart. And, um, and, uh, and we were always trying to figure out, oh, she's, um, she's a woman, uh, an empowered woman in that world. And she's the one of the strongest women, female characters of the show. And she had that uh, reaction, even reading the scene, even when we were, uh, uh, shooting the scene, we were always finding the truth in the scene regarding her character. Same with Joe, same with Chopin. Oh, I was super lucky to work with them because they are first, they are actors, but they are also always figuring out the, figuring out the continuity of their character and the evolution and why they're going to react one way or the other. And for example, Chopin on episode eight, we had a moment when he's supposed to to hide the, the, the death of uh, uh, the, the death of Anthony, uh, one yeah. of the other undercover cop, and it was super interesting to have a discussion with him about how he has to behave at that moment because he's supposed to hide the fact he killed uh, the guy around him, and he's gonna start to slide in the dark side uh, little by little. So it was uh, it was not super easy to figuring out what is the best way to take decision and to find the right decision uh, in the show. And for that, I think Chopin was uh, was absolutely fantastic to work with because you always challenge the writing, always challenge the decision we are taking to find the truth in every moment. And I love that. He's yeah. brilliant for that. There are so many discoveries I, I received from Gangs of London. First of all, like you said, the the acting ensemble is perfect in this. But one of the big discoveries was Shobay Deriso, Deriso, and mm-hmm. I just feel that he is. I haven't seen his house yet. I hear that's a great movie. I just it. Did you get the just collaborating with him? Do you feel that he just has the makings of being a big star? I it just feels it comes off the screen. Is that how you yeah. felt working with him as well? Ah uh, yeah yeah yeah, it was uh, incredible. When you know, after I finished shooting, I gave him a script right away because I really want to do something else with Chopin. I think he's brilliant, really brilliant, and he's so humble, so nice. He's a pleasure to share uh, to share set with, and he's uh, you know the kind of uh, a friend you want to go with on holidays because he's always. Uh, He's a sunshine, you know. He's always super positive and trained. He's always trying to figure out the best way to do things. And uh, now I really enjoy myself when uh, when I was shooting with him. And uh, he pushed my work to be better, which is super important for a director. You know, everybody is thinking a director is like God on set. But no, 
I have to be at the same level of the actor trying to understand where is the best way to do the best scenes when we are doing them and to find the truth. That was the key element. And, uh, and, uh, and I think Chopin is brilliant for that because he's always trying to find the truth of a scene. And, and I like that, you know, every scene is a challenge. And uh, in every scene, you have to find the truth. Even if we have to rewrite to find the truth, it's important to figure out the best way to, to make it. So no, I was uh, I was super happy to to be able to work with him, and uh, for me as well, it was such a discovery. Uh, but my friend um, Sophie Cookson, with uh, with who I had the chance to work, uh, did a movie with Chopé before. Uh, I don't remember the name of the film, but uh, and mm -hmm. she was telling me, "Ah, you will see, Chopé is fantastic. You you will enjoy so much to to work with him." And uh, and she was right. Uh, Chopé is amazing. Is there another reason why you loved working and collaborating on Gangs of London is the fact that it is not just a TV series that is episodic. There are, there are huge flourishes of cinema that is interwoven within the narrative. Was that a big reason why you wanted to be part of this universe? Uh, it, it really, of course, and as, as I tell you, when we have the discussion with Gareth about it, uh, and we have so big fan of, of cinema. For us, it was nine hours of cinema. We always considered it was nine hours of cinema we were doing and not just a TV show. So we were always trying to figure out what is the best way to shoot that cinema as a, that, to shoot that show as a cinematic experience. So basically, we were always challenging ourselves to push us to figuring out what is the, the best way to do this uh, in the most interesting style visually and also to keep that character-driven element because we always want to put the, the staging at the character level. And from that, you can elevate your, uh, your, your show by pushing the limit when you can push the limit. And for example, for me, the most uh, visual moment of the show was... Uh, I had to do, sorry, was the, the end of episode eight. I wanted this cinematic uh, end uh, to be, uh, the, the sorry, the end of episode eight. I really wanted to do something super cinematic and super operatic as well. And uh, this is the end of the friendship of two family, of yes. two brothers, uh, Alex and, and, um, and Sean. And for me, that was super important. This has to be a moment. You know? This has to be something really special. So it's why, uh, it's why I put that uh, uh, operatic music from Luciano Pavarotti, Nessun uh, Dorma, and, uh, and create all that slow-mo moment while there is the explosion and this close-up on their eyes filled with emotion, you know? So because from that, they cannot be brothers again. It's done, you know? And, uh, and it's basically how in three minutes you make fall apart uh, a brotherhood of uh, 20 years. And that's, that was a challenge. And I was trying to sell, uh, to sell that idea, to, to say that through that, uh, that final, you know, and, uh, and I quite uh, enjoyed what we did at the end. You know, after watching the first season of Gangs of London, one of the things I really want to do is I want to actually go back on your body of work, your movies, and start watching the movies you've done. One of the movies I really want to see is, is Cold Skin. And it looks, seems like the, it has a very interesting premise. But for cinephiles, where would you point them as far as your body of work? Where should they start off with um, as far as your work goes? What would you suggest when we want to take our journey oh, and look at your work? On my work, I think it's the best way to watch my first. My first picture is basically all my influence in one film. 
So mm. it's a love letter to George cinema. Uh, so Frontiers is really something I think it's important to watch because it's a love letter. As I say, it's a love letter to genre cinema. And, uh, mm. and I wanted to do that movie because of that, because I love the genre and, uh, it was my first feature. So I put all my influence and, uh, I, uh, from Toby Hooper to, uh, to Neil Marshall <laughs> to oh, everybody. Great. And, and I, I you know, it was, uh, because I love the, the descent uh, so much and, uh, Oh, yeah. really, but I really love Toby Hooper and uh, this uh, this kind of cinema. basically it's all the American genre cinema. Yeah. I love that so much, and I wanted to do a French B movie uh, with telling all of that. So this is something quite special on my first film. And then uh, we'll say uh, go from frontier to the divide, which is I love the divide. It's uh, it's a bit like Gangs of London episode seven. You know, it's really a character driven film. And same thing, it's a movie with, with evolving from a studio movie to an independent horror movie, which I kind of like. So it starts as a pure uh, studio B-movie. And after 30 minutes, it turns into a strong indie European film, which I like. It's pretty fucked up. And it's, uh, it's really experimental uh, in a way. And uh, Colskin, of course, is my, uh, is, is really my, my baby. And I love so much my, uh, that film. It's really, um, an accomplishment of what is the kind of cinema I want to do. Okay. My, my final question to you is it, it's an impossible question, but can you write from the top of your head, name, name one of your favorite all time films. And what is it about this specific movie that it still resonates with you today? Uh, can you repeat the question? Sorry, because oh. it, it got a bit. Oh yeah, I apologize. Yeah, could you um, just quickly, la- well, last question: Could you name one of your all-time favorite films, and what is it about this movie that still resonates or speaks to you today as a filmmaker and as a, and more importantly, as a cinephile? As a cinephile, I, I, I think uh, I think it's Robocop, Paul Verhoeven, mm-hmm. uh, because it's one of the films I discovered as a teen, and you know, when you're in your teenagehood, you build your personality. And I think Robocop opened my mind to watch other movies from Paul Verhoeven. And I think that was the first film who pushed me to understand what is the process of filmmaking and to know the work of of the same filmmaker. I saw Robocop and I was like, who is the guy who did this? I want to know his work. So I I started watching uh, Flesh and Blood, Turkish Delight, (laughs) Captain Tipple, The Force Man. And I was like, what the fuck? You know, it opened my mind to... To the universe of someone else and i was super um, super engaged with uh, with paul verhoeven's work and then i was into oliver stone work and then uh, tony scott and quentin tarantino and uh, and but i think the the first i would say robocop and jaws jaws as well jaws i saw it on tv i was super young and i saw it on tv so yeah. uh, same thing. I was fascinated uh, by Joe's and uh, the body of work of Steven Spielberg, and uh, that this filmmaker were fascinating me. But uh, you know, Joe's was really a film who talked intimately to me. And if I have to put on a on a place where the where the filmmaker who really influenced my work is, I would say, uh, and the film who influenced my work, I would say Joe's The Thing, John Carpenter The Thing, Robocop. Oh yeah. Uh, Paul Verhoeven. Uh, I will say uh, Blade Runner, uh, Ridley Scott, and uh, James Cameron, of course, the first Terminator. Uh, 
uh, was a strong influence as a kid, you know, when I was watching these movies. And then uh, the one of the most important film of my life is uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the Toby Hooper movie. Yes. And, and you will see Frontiers and you will understand why. And um, and uh, also, uh, I would say, Conan the Barbarian, John Milius' film, I think it's... Uh, I have a fascination for this movie. It's a movie I saw. I had probably six years old, and my dad bring me to watch. He had the choice between Conan the Barbarian and Superman, no child honor, and he bring yeah. me to watch Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So, Thank you so much for your time. You know, by the way, very quickly, all of the filmmakers you you mentioned, and you mentioned genre cinema. I think it, for you as a filmmaker, is pushing boundaries part of your aesthetic because you mentioned directors who are very brave in pushing the the boundaries and the the seeming limits of cinema and opening it up. And it, is that something that you try to do with your work as well? It's it's. I think that it's really dependent of the story. You know, as soon as your story will need uh, to push the limit, I will go for it because I'm not scared of doing that. And I feel like, uh, you know, the kid wants to do that joke to his friend. And uh, if it shocks them, he's really laughing out loud. And uh, that's my kind of attitude. I like shocking people and it makes me laugh. And uh, because when I did gangs, I know sometimes you can show things and uh, it's a bit like Gaspar Noé, you know, when he did the irreversible, uh, everybody was shocked by the, the extinguisher scene and he was laughing out loud in theater, you know. So there is, there is a, satisf- a kind of satisfaction um, by doing that um, because you, it's a bit of provocation in a way. And um, as a French uh, filmmaker, I love provocation. And in my work, I want to find a strong uh, character-driven story where I can find one. And also trying to, I love nature and poetry. So I try to put nature and poetry in my film, as you can see in Cold Skin. But also I love when uh, there is an eruption of violence who can uh, splatter the screen and uh, like uh, a brush full of red painting and uh, splatter uh, a wall. I think it's, um, it's something special. It's, a, it's an artistic movement. I see the violence in movies and provocation in movies as an artistic movement who can uh, make evolve the mentalities and uh, and I kind of like this idea, you know? And I will quote Quentin Tarantino about that. Quentin Tarantino, one day a journalist asked him, but why your movie are so violent? And he said, because it's fucking fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's right telling that. And by the way, last last question is, what are, what are the biggest lessons you learned from shooting Gangs of London? Or is it because you're so experienced as a filmmaker, the, the lessons you learn are really incremental because you know so much from all of your experience? Mm, I, you always learn, you know. Uh, you always learn, and I learned a lot on Gangs of London by sharing experience with Gareth and Corinne. They are two filmmakers with their own style and their own experience. And, you know, the experience of each other feed each other, you know, and I really believe in sharing experience. It's super important because we need uh, to to share the knowledge uh, to to everybody. I think the, the knowledge is a treasure, you know, and as a filmmaker and as a human being, your knowledge uh, is a treasure. You keep on building over your experience, uh, over your life. And at some point, when you can, give that knowledge to someone else because it will help to create a balance in art. And I'm talking about knowledge in art and, uh, and filmmaking. And I'm, when I can, I give my knowledge to younger uh, filmmakers I can, I can cross paths with 
because I think it's important they understand the, the difficulties I've been through, the joy I've been through, the, the way to do some stuff uh, like that. You don't lose that knowledge and you keep on doing evolving uh, the cinematic experience to, to the audience. And I think this is super important to, to share your knowledge when you can. And I know Gareth and Corinne has been super generous by sharing their knowledge and their experience with me. And same uh, for me, I wanted to, I will say the most thing I shared with them is the work with actors, because I love working with actors a lot. And uh, and for them is the technicality and uh, that British vibe they had. It's fantastic. And from France, we are mostly into character-driven story. Where in UK, they have that Shakespearean drama uh, culture, which is fantastic. And for me, it's uh, it's really uh, amazing to to be able to to feed myself with that culture and uh, and it's always thinking to to be better, you know. Each experience gives you the opportunity to be better, and I really hope uh, when on my old days and <laughs> I will do movies in my seventies, uh, probably I will do better films than now, you know. And yeah. uh, and I want to keep learning all the time. This is a such a a passion and a, and a luck to be able to learn. So we we have to learn every day as much as we can. So so the learning uh, don't be don't be afraid to learn. If there is a young filmmaker reading that, don't be afraid to learn because you're gonna learn until the end of your life. So this is important. Great, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate Love Gangs of London, and I can't really can't wait to watch your your movies, your body of work. Thank you, thank you, Greg. Bye. Right. Bye bye.